Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, where the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. Pastor Cheryl, how are you? Do you got your microphone? Wow. First time doing a live stream, forgot your microphone. Got it now. Alrighty. All right. Well, how was that? that? Was good worship, huh? Yeah, that was great. I was enjoying that. I was enjoying that. I, I don't know. I was concerned a little bit about, you know, ten people on a worship team, so I had to press start and scurry everybody else out of the building. Uh, uh, and this is these are serious times, but uh, we got a very serious God, and uh, I know we're going to see an incredible breakthrough, don't you? Amen. All right, I want to talk to you about some stuff because we're still going ahead. We're still going ahead. So uh, uh, look here, uh, right there, it says we are moving. We are. And we are moving. And you know, a couple weeks ago I told you that imagination and articulation equals manifestation. So we are still actively uh, <laughs> looking for new properties and looking. we're looking at different situations. Can we buy a building and renovate? Can we do a, a, a build design thing? And uh, we're looking at a bunch and a variety of properties even right now. So be praying with us right now. These may seem like crazy times to move ahead, but I think it's the best time to move ahead Man. right now. I think it really I'm is. not sure so. where I should be looking. You should be looking what? over there. We got there. We got there. We got a bunch of things going on. Yeah. But uh, hey, tell us how it's going. Make sure you interact with us, especially on Facebook, Facebook Live. Live. Tell us. Tell us what's happening. We want to honor our other stream, we want to get it set up for comments for next week. But Philippians 4.13, we've been doing a series on real relationships out of Philippians, and here's one of the big verses out of Philippians. You often see it tattooed on UFC fighters. It's what they do. But it's the verse, it's the most popular verse for boxers, I think. But it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I mean, that's a great verse, isn't it? But you know what? I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know, if God's in us, and if he's before us, who, what, anything can be against us. fun getting to interact with you and preach with you. I don't know, as long as you turn and look at me once in a while. I gotta look at you, baby. And it's not hard looking at you. It's real good. All right, so I want to tell you that in times of crisis, uh, these are times to thrive. This is not the first time we've experienced in our global history uh, where we have had pandemics, we've had challenges and things like that. And you know what? Uh, but we're far better equipped for it now. We are far better equipped for it. And, uh, we're and the whole do our globe best. is taking action. The whole globe is taking action. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's pretty awesome what's happening. But Sir Isaac Newton, it was in 1665, he was a student at Cambridge. And when he was at Cambridge, they had a, a plague. They had a pandemic. And they, they had to practice social distancing. They really did. So they had to separate themselves and schools got closed and people got sent home. And Sir Isaac Newton got sent home. He was only Isaac Newton back then. He wasn't Sir yet. But the Sir happened because of what he did with his life 
during this time of social distancing. In that time, I mean, there's so many things he did. He, he, he learned things about light. He learned things about gravity. He learned all these interesting things. He, he used that time to move ahead. It says that he uh, had the social distance. It was a year plus that he had the social distance, but time. he used that time. He, he says it was the year of wonders. Yeah. It was the year of wonders. Newton returned to Cambridge in 1667. In six months, he was made a fellow. And in two years, he became a professor. So here's somebody who took an awkward season and accelerated in the midst of it. So this is a time to really reflect. Mm -hmm. It's time to push back on our thoughts, our world, and our life. But it's not a time to stop. It's not a time to yield or get crippled with mm -hmm. fear, is it? Nope. And it's a great time to reconnect with some family because True. you have to, small crowds and everything. True. So you're not watching sports anymore. True. <laughs> Man. Hey, I got another one, William Shakespeare. Did you know that William Shakespeare it was during a plague? It was 1606. They had another pandemic, closed down all the theaters. And do you know what he did? He wrote. He wrote. And you know, he wrote some of his greatest works. King Lear, Macbeth, Anthony and Cleopatra. I spelled Anthony. Is that Anthony? No, Anthony's right. It's Anthony. not Anthony. It's Anthony. I mean, you can spell check me later. But uh, I mean, some of his most creative things happened during that time. And I think this is a call for you to be incredibly creative because this will end. And so we're going to come out of the strong. Amen. This will end. Say that with me, honey. This, will, this end. will end. Amen. You know what? So I got some things on the screen. Look what it says. These are times of great opportunity. These are times of great opportunity. These are times where the strong advance and the weak take flight. So determine right now, I'm strong. I'm strong. I mean, I am strong. The joy of the Lord is, is my, my strength. strength. Not my joy, not my little, <laughs> but God's joy flooding my heart. The gift that he gave me, the gift that Jesus prayed in John 17 that I would have. That joy is my strength. Mm -hmm. My plan is not just to survive, but to thrive. My plan is not just to survive, but to thrive. And I really think, you know, they, they say that they studied people who live long, long times. The reason they lived a long, long time is because they were living. It's because they were intentional. It's because they were on purpose. And they lived a long time because they had a purpose to live. And you know what? I'm not surviving through this thing. I'm going to thrive. And I want you to thrive too. Amen. Can I get an amen from you? The amen. only person who can give me an amen right now. Can you give me a high five? Whoop, miss me. Social distancing. <laughs> All right. Amen. So bad. <laughs> we're we're kind of close anyways. So Well, we're close all the time. We are close all the time. Hey, God always shows up in lockdowns. God shows up in lockdowns. You think about the Bible. Paul so and Silas places. when they were in jail. Paul and Silas in jail. It's right here, Paul and Silas. What did they do in a lockdown? They gave thanks to the Lord, and boom. I mean, there was a rock and roll concert. Things got shaken, and the whole place got set free. When you're in lockdown, you praise the Lord, and you're going to cause freedom for a lot of people. Yeah. So thanks for joining us this morning online, praising big in your living room, because you know what? Praise changes things. You know what I mean? It changes things. Got to look at this camera. That camera and this camera and so got a lot of things going on praise changes things Moses at the Red Sea remember Moses at the Red Sea I remember Moses he gets to the Red Seas between a rock and a hard place and here comes Pharaoh and everybody's freaking out oh no oh no we are in big trouble and God Moses turns to God and he says hey big fella what a fix you got me in 
But you know what the Lord said to him? Go forward. Tell the people to go forward. That's the word for you guys right now. Come on, let's go ahead. Let's go forward. Let's use this. As, is God the one who got you this far? Is God the one who's been faithful? I love that song we sing. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. Then it says, You've been singing that all week. All week. Because you know what? His goodness is running after me. His goodness is running after me. It's so good. King David at Ziklag. I mean, everybody's gone. His family's gone. Everything is stolen. The Amalekites came and burned everything. And you know what? Instead of having a bad day, he turned to God. And he said, God, what should I do? And the Lord said, Pursue and recover all. So if you think this is a season where you're going to be stolen from, wrong, wrong, so wrong. This is a season to pursue. This is a season to recover all the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Christ God, man, He came. Jesus came. Give us came. life, Why and life come? more abundantly. How much life? Abundant, abundant life. life. Yes. And how much? Abundant. Till it overflows. It's big life. And what kind of life? Abundant life. Life. It's the God kind of life. Yeah. It's the Zoe kind of life. It's not just life. It's <laughs> divine life. All right. Good, good. All right. So then we got uh, Daniel. Remember Daniel? They said, don't be praying. Daniel shouldn't be praying. He's going to get thrown in jail. What did he do? Open the windows. Prayed out loud to everybody. Maybe that's the day he prayed the prayer right out of Jeremiah. And he prayed, the 70 years is up. Set my people free. Let's get, uh, you know, Jerusalem reestablished. Amen. You know, at times like this, this is when strong people rise up and they thrive because they're not just trying to survive. They're going to thrive. Mm -hmm. Amen, Pastor Amen. Cheryl. Yeah. We're in a series on relationships. I Which wanna, I've loved. I have been loved. Great. I've enjoyed yeah. it. Everybody's yeah. just contributed so much to this. But we're going to finish up the series today about embracing mentoring. Mm -hmm. Embracing mentoring. And you know what? Everybody who is really successful, they're successful because other people believed in them. Mm -hmm. It's because other people supported them. I've had significant mentors in my life, and I do today. It's people who help me, support me, believe in me. And uh, we all need mentors. So Philippians 2, 19 to 22, it says, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling you how you are getting along. So Paul's got a mentor. He's mentoring Timothy, but yes. he's cheered up by the life of Timothy. So mentoring people also is such a blessing for the mentor. Both ways. Both yeah. ways. The, the mentee develops and has the privilege of lifelong experience from someone, but the mentor is so filled up when they have the opportunity to sew in and pour into someone So what else. do you like about the rest of this verse? Well, I, my favorite thing and Come my go-to with Paul and Timothy, because I love this relationship and I love that Paul wrote about this relationship in scripture, but he says, I have no one else like Timothy. Wow. That, like, to me, that's profound. Who genuinely cares about your welfare. Like a son with his father, he has served me with preaching the good news. And so much is happening in that verse. I have no one else like Timothy. Uh, that's just Isn't amazing. That yeah. And, and for Paul, you know, he was chased down by Judaizers and he was beaten and everything. And lots of people abandoned him. He yeah. said, all, all Asia, Asia has, has abandoned, abandoned me. me. But he said, I have no one else like Timothy. Isn't He's like great? a son to me. He's like a son. I know. A true son. A, a true, true son. spiritual son. Yeah. A true son. Mm -hmm. In 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7, it says, Therefore I remind you, stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Paul said, my hands. I know when I put my hand on you, Timothy, I know the impartation that was released. It wasn't a hand. It wasn't some 
somebody's hand. Paul, the proximity of Paul personally engaged in his life and laying hands on him and imparting to him. Mm -hmm. It's so great. Isn't yeah. it? He says, I know what is there. He says, listen to this verse. Good verse for right now. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if fear is active in your life, it's a spirit. Mm -hmm. It's a spirit of fear. And God didn't give that to you. That's not from God. True. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. But look what you have. God gave us a spirit of love, power, of power, and, and a sound mind. Of Amen. power, and of love, and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. And when you think about Philippians, what we've been hanging our hat on for this series, Paul wrote this letter while he was chained between two soldiers in a, in a cell. He wrote to Timothy at the end when he was in a cell. I mean, he, he wrote these things. He was moving and thinking about thriving, thinking about the future while he was in lockdown. Mm -hmm. In lockdown, we got to engage. Except we got to know. I've poured out my life poured like a drink offering. Life. Yeah. And then he says to Timothy, you know, if you're ever interested in reading about the relationship, just follow Timothy and Paul through Acts and yeah. First and Second Timothy. But Paul says, you know, um, I've poured out my life. Whatever you do, come to me quickly and bring my cloak. Bring with my me. coat. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would the Holy Spirit throw that? I don't in the know. Just because he wanted to humanize the whole humanize situation. It. These are yeah. real people. Yeah. Going through real things, just like us. Yeah. Real experiences in real life. Look, First Timothy one eighteen. It says, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you, based on the prophetic word spoken about you earlier. There was a prophetic word. I think it was when that that laying on of hands, that impartation of life, the the prophetic revelation that God spoke to Paul and said, this is who this man is. This yeah. is who this boy that you're prophesying over, this is boy. his future. He was. When Paul he said, him God up. himself pointed you out to me, Timothy. And he said, these are the words. And he spoke words in him. But look what it says. It says, these words, based on these words, based on them, I want you to understand that they will help you fight well. Amen. They will help you fight well mm -hmm. in the Lord's battles. Mm -hmm. Listen, this isn't something from God. God is good. And you cannot believe that this is the will of God and then be praying that it stops. True. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, please stop, and then say God wills it. This is not from God. This is a, a broken down cosmos that is in trouble. It's struggling. It's, it's in ruin. It is groaning for a manifestation of the children of God. God created this world and he placed us in it in the middle of a cosmic war. And, and these things that are going on, they're not from God. And God is bound by his own word because he says, I've given authority to man. And what goes on in this fear are things that we need to engage. There's things we're asking God to do that God says, it's your turn. Mm -hmm. and, and we've got a responsibility. But we can't say God wills it and then say, God, please touch everybody. Yeah. We so, have lots of promises from God too, that he's promises. good, that he's faithful, that good. he's true. Uh, Every good Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, God can be trusted to keep all of his all promises. promises. So come to his throne of it's grace true. boldly. And then James says, every good, good and, perfect and perfect gift, gift comes, comes from, from the, the Father, Father of lights. lights. So they're good whom, and perfect. Yeah. No shadow of turning, turning. Mm -hmm. right? No shadow. And that's uh, what he's talking about is like you get shadows on a, what do you call that thing? It's a clock. Sundial. A sundial. Yeah. And when the sundial is at total noon and you know the sun's high in the sky, it's full on. It's at its hottest mm -hmm. point. And you know what? God doesn't go to the left or to the right. He's hot. He's full on. Same today, yesterday, and forever. His promises amen. are yes and amen. So back to Timothy. You Come know, on. Timothy had prophetic words. And so Paul was encouraging him to stand in those prophetic words. And those prophetic words will help you to fight well in a time Fight of, well. of 
difficulty. Right. And even for us, we right. have prophetic words from God. Words. And we can stand and fight well based on the good promises right of God. You got words from God. I got words yeah. from God. We as a community have words from God. God has spoken. He hasn't changed his mind. And we got to stand strong and do well right now and let those words help us as we fight. Second Timothy 2.2, 2, there's proximity, there's values and consistency. Those are essential things in mentoring. And the things that you have heard from, from me, me, from among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You have to be in proximity. If you're going to, if somebody's your mentor, he's really not your mentor. Gotta if he's be not face in to face. close proximity. Yeah. It's gotta I've got to be able to right look here. into your eyes. I've yeah, got to be able to see. a lot gets communicated face to face yeah. that doesn't get communicated yeah. through any other medium. Mm -hmm. It happens within a couple feet. My life, the greatest changes in my life happened within a few feet because it's somebody who loved me and cared about me got in my face. And Paul practiced yeah. this. You know, he had teams traveling with him. Yes. Uh, Silas. He had Constantly. Luke. He had Timothy. Constantly he had John mentoring. Mark at times. He had Constantly. Barnabas at times. So there's always these mentoring relationships that were happening with, with the Apostle Paul and they were close by. Jesus had mentoring relationships. Yes, he, he had, you know, 12 disciples yes. and they were in close proximity close with proximity. one another. And you know, that's an apostolic thing. We're an equipping church. Mm -hmm. We're equipping people to do the work of the ministry. Acts chapter 6, 16, sorry, verse 3 says, Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and he circumcised him. Now, this is Paul saying, I want to take Timothy with me back to Jerusalem. So he took him aside and he circumcised him. Now, this was not a baby. This was a full-grown man. This was somebody who got circumcised. Now, here's Paul who preached against the circumcision, is telling Timothy, who was born of a Greek father, hey, we're going to go back amongst our Jewish friends, if you don't mind, we're going to get kind of intimate right now, and I'm going to go to probably your most private place, and we're going to have an experience together. Now, that's interesting stuff. Yeah. Okay. Enough, yes. enough said about that. So but there's proximity right there. Proximity, real proximity. <laughs> yeah. There's intimacy. Now, now, I got here right in the notes, who do you allow to make deep cuts in your private world? Who do you, I'm not messing with you there. I'm not trying to be cute or funny. I'm serious. Who do you allow to make private cuts in your inner world? Because intimacy means in to me see. In to me see. Who do you allow in? And you know what? You need to have people who are that close to you. Mm -hmm. People that speak into your life. And if you're going to have relationships, if you're going to move forward, you're going to grow in what God called you to do, you are to be in dependent, accountable relationships where people are partnering with you in God's purpose in your life. Very important. And if we're going to have real relationships, you need to have real people, real things. Not places where you go pretend and you hide and you play games, but you're really open with people who love you and care for you, who can help you go forward. Well, it kind forward. of reminds me of going back to Zach's um, acronym um Oh my gosh, now I got to pave. You know, be you know, if you're going to have mentoring and relationships, you need to be present. Yes. You need to be authentic. Yes. You need to feel free to be vulnerable right. and you need to manage your expectations of that relationship. True. True. Mm -hmm. True. So all right, so here's a, we're going to just do a quick outline now of uh, Paul. He kind of lays out what I think is a mentoring passage in 1 Corinthians 4. In 1 Corinthians 4, there are a lot of people around. This is from the message, verse 17. says, there are a lot of people around who can't wait to tell you what you've done wrong. Man, wow, there's a lot of people today ready to tell us what's what. There's all kinds of people ready to correct. And hey, this is a, these are crazy times. And boo, boo, boo. And I don't mind that. I get it. It's very, very serious. And, and we do 
still have lots of people that are ready to correct, and that's generally the way it is in our lives. But there aren't many fathers willing to take the time and the effort to help you grow. People don't need information. Sometimes they need more than information right they now. They need impartation. They need impartation. And, and they don't need just information as to why this is important, but, but come alongside and say, hey, let me help you because you don't see how important this is right now. Well, let's not give them a scolding. Let's let's come alongside and say, hey, let me help you understand the days we're in mm -hmm. and uh, help them with that. All right. Heart formation. True. And, you know, I like uh, how he says there aren't many fathers willing to take the time and effort to help grow you up. Mentoring requires time and it requires effort. That's all there is to it. On it's both true. parties. Both parts. Both the mentor and the mentee. Yeah. Relationships right. require time and effort. They do. That's all there I'm is telling to it. You. I'm telling you. I'm learning a lot more now. Mm -hmm. Got no NBA, NHL. Did I whine about that enough? Yes, you whined about that All right, enough. 1 Corinthians 4, 14 to 17. Are you ready? Yep. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. Say beloved children. Beloved children. It's very important. As beloved children, my beloved children, not somebody else's beloved children, but my beloved children, people that you know and I know that we have a very real relationship. My beloved children, for th though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. For this reason, I've sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. See, there's Timothy again, my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. I teach this everywhere. I teach this in every church. There are things, there are ways, there is a systematic truth mm -hmm. that I teach everywhere There should be I go. something when you're mentoring that's... Um, that can be represented, and um, you should look like your mentor a little bit. True. You know? I, I like it that there's ways. There's things I repeat over and over again. Yeah. There are things that are so important for your growth. They are so important for us to be everything God's called us to be. I'm going to revisit yeah. those things over remind and over you. again. I'm going to remind you. Paul said that very often. All the time. Peter said that. Yeah. And Peter, I, I want to remind you of these things. Yeah. Sometimes as a pastor, as your pastor, I'm thinking I got to get a fresh revelation. I got to get a new thing. And yet Paul says, I said the same things a lot. I told Everywhere, the same things church. over and over again. Everywhere and in every church. And then he said, Timothy, those things, I want you to repeat those things and I want you to ground people in these truths because they are very, very important mm -hmm. to our formation and to the purpose of God today. So I'm going to give you six things. I'm going to go through them really quick. You ready? All right. These are benefits of being mentored. Number one, you will hear the truth. I, I would have liked to put number two first, but I put number one first. You will hear the truth. See, if you're in a real dynamic, real, authentic mentoring relationship, it's people that are going to tell you the truth. And you need people in your life that will tell you the truth. You don't need people in your life that will, will ignore flaws, ignore things going on, and, and let you have a train wreck and go, oh, well, I saw that, but I you know, didn't want to say anything. No, you, you need to say something. And you need to have people in your life that are going to say the truth. Paul said, I, I'm not here to shame you. This is not a shame thing, but I am here to warn you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's good to have people in your life that are willing to warn you. Mm -hmm. So a mentor is secure enough to tell you the truth. So, and he tells you the truth because he doesn't want you to miss the mark. That's really important. And I think that's kind of, you know, uh, managing the expectations of a mentoring relationship is defining how, how this relationship looks. I'm going to love you and encourage you, but I'm also going to tell you the truth. And so, you know, I think those are really, really important things to frame a mentoring relationship with that. I'm going to love you, but I'm also going to tell you the truth. 
Yeah, we got to be secure enough. Be secure enough to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. Be secure enough to, to realize, hey, I, I'm willing to ask for help. I'm willing to seek assistance. Yeah. Second thing is you will experience love. I would have liked to put that first because you said my beloved, my beloved children. So you're my children, but you're my beloved mm-hmm. children. And everything, if it's not framed in love, don't do it. Mm-hmm. It says speak the truth in love. love. And if it's not framed, everything should be framed in love. You know what the message is today? It's not fear, it's love. Amen. The message today isn't the world is a mess. The message today is what an amazing opportunity to love somebody. Mm-hmm. And if you would start to focus on others, who can you call? Who can you encourage? Who can you drop a big mail delivery on their porch, hit the doorbell and run, but leave a massive, you know, deposit of uh, some of my favorite stuff like Chef Boyardee, Kraft Dinner, Beef Ravioli, Beef Ravioli. I mean, a can of it in the yeah. sink last night. This is a really good way for us to overcome the fear by doing good, doing some good stuff for other people. And you know what, but let's love on people. Let's think about, because this is not about fear, this is about love. Mm-hmm. It's about ways that we can, mm-hmm. we can manifest love. It says, you are my beloved children. Genuine love pours themselves into another and the whole experience has to be wrapped in love. Number just three. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to uh, speak to that. In First uh, Thessalonians, I think it's chapter one, somewhere in there, or chapter two, Paul says this, and so mentoring isn't just about teaching and instruction. Paul says, we shared the gospel with you and we shared our very souls with you. That's right. And I love selves. that. Our yeah. very self. So yeah. mentoring goes beyond information yeah. and instruction, but mentoring is all about sharing of yourself oh, with truth. another person. And that's, to me, that's the most invaluable aspect of mentoring relationships is the ability to share yourself and let someone else experience who you are in the depths of your soul. Some of the greatest mentoring I've experienced is just being on the golf course with a mentor and just being with them, them being present with me, just watching the way they do life. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't any deep conversations or instruction or deep teaching, but I just saw the gate. I saw the, 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 just the presence that the person had and it impacted my life. I saw how they responded to their own difficulties, went through their own trials and I began to learn. And I, I learned from someone that loved me so much that I, had reciprocal love for them and and something grew in our experience but I learned more from when we didn't speak than when we did speak yeah you learn life values you You learn what's consistent in the person's life and all of those kinds of things so the third thing is you will engage consistency and that's the whole thing imitate me Mm -hmm. it's that aspect of presence Mm -hmm. and when you're present with those people and they're sharing their very life with you you begin to see things and and what I mean here is you engage consistency it's like you begin it's, it's like when you they say in golf or baseball and all those things that you got to have the same swing you get a rhythm of the same swing and sometimes when you're with somebody memory. you do and you with somebody who who has things to impart to you you create a life muscle memory mm-hmm. you you begin to react to things you begin to respond to things you those ruts in your brain you do you develop a consistency because you've seen someone respond to things away you suddenly begin to swing the same way yeah. you suddenly develop that thing where suddenly every time something happens you develop the consistent, strong approach to life. I think about that. I think about living with mom and dad in Toronto when they were the pastors of the church in Toronto. And dad consistently behaved in a way with people. He was generous with every single person. When they did a meal, there was more food than you could possibly imagine. And he always served in the kitchen happily with his apron, carving the turkey, whatever. And he was consistently um, a servant leader. He consistently served with joy as well. And that's something that really impacted me as as a as a young believer really and in yeah. his home i learned as a child just by the way my parents set the table yeah 
I learned as a child just by the way they laid the table out and how they prepared dishes for guests. Mm -hmm. I learned no matter who parents, the guest no was. No matter who it was. There was consistency. Everyone was valued. Everyone was served. And, you know, times like this is when you call your mentors. It's times like this when you reach out to people mm -hmm. who've, who've been that in your life and yeah. uh, miss my dad. Yep. Don't go there. I shouldn't have I know, gone there. You anyways. went there. And mom and dad would set the table like we were kings and it would have just been us. Just us. Yeah. Just us wonderful. coming over. Just us. Mm -hmm. So I learned. I, I learned because of proximity, because of consistency, and because of a life value that they possessed, yeah. how I should treat people and how I ought to behave. And so whenever someone comes to my home, it's the same thing. I want to set the table up. Yeah. I don't want you to do Come anything. On. Just bring no, yourselves. Just Let's bring enjoy yourself. company You're and fellowship. A I want you to share my soul. I want yeah. you to experience who I am yeah. as a person. And, and, and that's real. the value of mentoring. And we're real at home. Mm -hmm. We're just ourselves. Well, we're real here too. We're real here too. Yeah. You know, right here I said you can't recreate in someone what you don't possess yourself. True. Very good. You can't recreate in someone what you don't possess yourself. And when somebody's modeling it and they're doing it every day. They're not telling you what you should do, but you're seeing them do it. You're seeing that that's something they own and that can be recreated in you. Now listen, I don't want you to look for professional listeners today because mm -hmm. if I'm going to equip you, I want you to be equipped to hear from God. I want sure. you to see me hear from God, but I want you to know that I'm not a professional listener for you. How I'm going to equip you is that if I can hear from God, you can hear from God. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to be all over the internet these days. What's going on? What's going on? Because you're going to hear 5,000 different instructors and the message are going to get cloudy, it's going to get messy, and it's going to get weird. But I'm telling you, you can hear from God. And if you stop just for a moment, you say, God, what's going on right now? You're going to hear a clear message because my sheep hear my voice. Yeah, and, and I, uh, seeing eye and hearing ears are come both, from the Lord. Yeah, They're gifts from, from him. So you can hear from God. It's good to have mentors. It's good to test what you believe you're hearing from God. Mm -hmm. It's good to have other people share what you believe you're hearing. You get feedback from others, but you are a child of God and God is speaking to you and you can hear from God. I'm giving you that. And a good mentor shouldn't there. make a person to totally no. dependent on them, but they should make a person dependent upon God. Even when Paul was encouraging Timothy, he said, entrust these things to faithful men. Paul didn't tell Timothy who the faithful men were. He just said, I'm trusting that you've been in close proximity with me. You've seen my life consistently. You've picked up my values and you own them. So I'm trusting that you can assign these duties to faithful men. Truth. And so I love that mentoring isn't all about telling a person what to do, but it's about equipping someone and enabling and empowering them to make wise decisions and wise choices. Truth. Aren't right you glad into number I'm here? four. I'm glad you're here because number four, you know what number four is? You will be sent forward. Mm -hmm. Because if you're really being mentored, it's not about I'm trying to gather as many people who need me. I want to get all kinds of people around me who need me. That's insecurity. That's yeah, weird. True. It's creepy. But you see, when you get into a real mentoring relationship, that mentor has at the root of who he is to send you into your destiny. Mm -hmm. That you become a real mature manifestation of everything that God has for you and to send you. Because it says, I'm going to send you Timothy. I have sent Timothy. Timothy, he's my beloved and faithful child. But I'm not hanging on going, look at all of my children. I'm sending them into their destiny. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got to do. You will be sent forward. There's joy in seeing you engage your purpose. I have incredible joy when I, I see people that, that have come alongside of our ministry and then we serve them, we bless them, we honor them, and then to see them go further than I could have ever gone. I don't need them to think like me. They're probably smarter than I am. I don't, yep. I don't, <laughs> I don't need them to do anything or, or be at all like me. I need to just 
pull out what's in their hearts and lives, and I need to send them forward because that's the way we're going to see all of this done. So we're not trying to pull a little crowd together. We're trying to release an army of fully matured believers into the nations. Amen. True that. True that. Number five, and there's only six, so number five, you will have a secure foundation. He says, I remind you of how I follow Christ. So your foundation will be secured. Those things that are constant, we're going to revisit them. We're going to revisit them so that when these things happen, because these times of pandemic, places we've never been before, it exposes what your foundation is. And your response right now is revealing what is the bedrock of your life. And you see, all my life you have been so faithful, so good. So, so good. Sorry, honey. Sorry. Whenever you said that, I just started rem- rem- reminiscing. Please comment if you think that Pastor Cheryl <laughs> should be on the worship team because she's such a good singer. <laughs> yeah. So, wants to send you forward, wants to secure your mm-hmm. foundations. Who you are is more important than what you do. True. Who you are is way more important than what you do. Number six, this is the last one. You ready? It says, you will safeguard your future. When you're in a mentoring relationship and you embrace that, you are going to safeguard your future because your mentor mm-hmm. is committed to you. Verse 21, he says, which do you choose? I think this is interesting. Paul says, which do you choose? Should I come to you with a rod to punish you or should I come with love and a gentle spirit? Now, that's because a bunch of false apostles, other people come in, turn them all messy and sideways, and Paul's like, man, you're my children. Now look, we can straighten this out in a letter, or I'm going to come. And he says, I'm going to find out, it says, we're going to see, because the kingdom is not a matter of talk, it's of power. And he says, these people giving you a lot of talk, I'm going to come in power, because their words got no power. And that's where that was at. He said, I'm going to tell them, and tell me, when I come. Are we going to have a gentle, kind time together, or am I going to have to straighten these things out? So I encourage you, let's deal with it before I get there so we can have an enjoyable time. But that's where that verse is couched in that text. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. power. And it's people that were trying to undermine his apostolic ministry in the life of the fellowship. So it doesn't so, just safeguard your future as an individual. It no. safeguards the the kingdom of God and, and the preaching of the gospel. You know, I think about Mo- Moses had Joshua, but Joshua didn't have anyone after him. No, and that's sad. And Israel sad. struggled. And so yeah. you think about Jesus, he had 12 disciples and and those 12 disciples were well mentored because well of mentored. the proximity True. with Jesus and the word of God yeah. flourished and the kingdom of God expanded. And Paul constantly raised up leaders yeah. and sent people into their yeah. destiny. So it's not just important. about my future, but it's about the future of the kingdom of God and the church of God. No. You know, if you're saying, I have a hard time being mentored because you got a father wound in your heart. Get it healed. Mm -hmm. If you feel like somebody's hurt you before, you're unable to do that, and you feel like I I, I can't be vulnerable, well, you need to be. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to mature and you're going to grow, you need to deal with that. So I'm going to pray for you today, because if you've got a father wound, you say, I can't do that. I'm going to pray that that father wound gets healed. And I'm going to ask you, to not just embrace a father. And I know that's not gender specific. My wife's a way better mentor than I am. But you need to embrace people that will mentor you. And I'm asking you not only to be mentored, but would you mentor someone? And you need to realize there's people around you that you can influence and help and you can care for. So uh, you can have, and there's so many different kind of mentoring relationships you can have. You can have someone who can mentor you in being a mother, in being a wife, in being a business person, in being Mm -hmm. a teacher, a pastor, whatever. Mentoring relationship isn't just a you know solely a Bible relationship. It can it can expand so many different areas of life. And sometimes a mentoring is for a season, for a specific thing you want to grow in and learn. And sometimes it's lifelong. Mm -hmm. Like my dad was lifelong. Mm And uh, I have people in my life right now. And he's now. gone now, but everything... But 
it remains. It remains. What yeah. he poured in my heart is foundational. Yeah. And it's there and mm -hmm. it's there forever. So uh, love you guys. This has been a different journey for us. It's been a week that accelerated from last Sunday to this Sunday. Things have accelerated. Life is different. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, life might be different, but Jesus is the same. Same yesterday. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. So can I bless you? Going to pray for you? Mm -hmm. And we're going to love on you, all right? Yeah. So, Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' precious name for your goodness, your kindness, your love. And I pray if there's anyone that has a, a father hurt or a father wound, I just pray you'd touch that. We've been disappointed. We've been hurt. I get it. But, Lord, we just want to let that be healed and let that be touched and restored right now. We pray in Jesus' name that you'd minister grace and touch that. Heal it. It needs healing. Where there's brokenness, you came to heal the brokenhearted. So I ask that healing to take place. Lord, help us today to open our eyes to see that this is not a fear thing. This is a love thing. That what we have in front of us today is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to manifest God's goodness. It's an opportunity for the church to be the church and manifest his goodness in so many ways. So, Father, bless each and every one right now. I pray they would just really take this to heart. I pray they would seek people out. I pray they would take who they are, the words over their lives, that they'd war with who they are, war with the lives mm -hmm. and the words you've spoken over them, bring it to full maturity. So, Father, we bless it all now in Jesus' precious name. I pray right now for healing. If you're going through anything, I pray for healing. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to be well. And in the name of Jesus, as we have sung and we have worshipped, we command the blessing of God on you. You, the blessing of God on you. We speak the blessing of God over our families, our loved ones. We speak it over our church, our communities, our neighborhoods. We speak it now over the city, over all those we care for. I pray for ministries or anyone that might be feeling like there's a struggle ahead or there's difficulty ahead. You're going to come through this. You're going to come through this and you're going to be better than ever. And I just pray in Jesus' name you know that. We pray for our country and all of our leadership, yes, all of our civil leadership on every level. We bless them in Jesus' name. For people on the front line, people that are in hospitals right now. Father, bless them. People that are still trucking. I mean, they're driving. They're having to drive and do things. There's people that are working still at drive throughs people working at grocery stores, people still finding themselves in an essential service dealing with the public. Father, we command them to feel the grace of God surround them. And we pray that your life, you that they would radiate health. I know there's social distancing, but, you know, even the shadow of Peter healed people. Sure. So we're trying to run away from people's shadows. I pray that our shadow would have an impact on people's lives and that we radiate love and hope and power everywhere we go. So Impact Church, we love you. We love you. We do love you. We bless you. We thank you. Please give us some feedback. There's going to be constant communication on all of our different platforms to encourage you. I hope you've enjoyed that. Share, 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 thank share. Thank you for everyone comment, who sent in comment, videos. Comment, comment, And send in videos. We still have some more videos, but send in a short clip. Just take your phone and go, hey, Impact, love you guys, praying for you. You don't know how important it is for other people to see your face and hear you encourage them. And I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. Yeah. And everybody needs encouragement, yeah. don't they? Yeah. So please do a short video today. Send it to media at impactlondon.ca. Send it to media at impactlondon.ca. And we're going to continue to put collages of greetings together so that you can feel connected with the Impact community, all right? Have I said it already? I really, really love you. Yeah. And just incredible affection from our hearts. This is difficult. I'm preaching the chairs, but I'm with my wife. And uh, never, ever been this way before. But That's the shortest this, preach you've ever done. I don't know. I have no idea how long that was, but, but uh, it was nice to share it with you. Yeah.
Very good. And listen, folks, bless you, love you. We're going to get through this. We are moving, and we are taking new territory, new ground. I'm believing that as a church, we're actually going to grow during the lockdown. We're going to expand, and we're going to see more people. So if you've watched for the first time, send us an email. Send us an email if you've watched for the first time or somebody you know watched for the first time. We want to interact with you, follow up to you. we got resources we can send you. So if you're a first-time guest, even checking us out on live stream, or if you watch the recording of this, then please send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to give you more resources and let you know who we are as a community and where we're going as a community, because we love you, and we want you to be a part of what's happening at Impact Church. So Thanks to all of our team. Thanks to all of our team. There's several people who had to be a part of helping us get this done. Thanks for our worship team that's gone. They've left the building. We kicked them out of the parking lot, and uh, we're serious about still communicating with you and supporting you, but we're also very serious about flattening the curve and it's really really important so love you bunches god bless you and uh, we'll connect with you through the week in a bunch of different mediums send me a text i'll send you a text (laughs) let's stay connected sorry it's like the person who doesn't know how to say goodbye on the phone (laughs) was this that anyways goodbye everybody goodbye everybody have a great week have an awesome week